going on, everyone? And welcome to another episode of Carbonite Bounty BS. Me and the nerds. How's everyone doing? Doing great. Great. Yeah, excellent. Great, yeah, and another. I, I would say this is probably going to be probably one of the the best two parters we have. We have a season finale here that uh, really rounds things off. We'll say you know rounds over the Bad Batch, and then just an absolute firecracker of an episode with the Mandalorian. I mean, just wow. You know, not a lot of time in the episode, but geez, I, I just feel this is one of the episodes I feel like you can just rewatch so many times. It's just. You're just, I was in awe of the episode. Not a lot of action, but like it seemed like the storytelling. Not a lot of action. What? 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 Like, Not a lot of action. No, this was like, all action. That's why it I'm was so good. As far as like the the move, we'll, we'll, I'll tell you about what I mean about the action. Oh, oh he's gonna tell us about it. But, uh, it is. But um, before we get into that, let's let our guy DP let you guys know where to find us at. Nerdsacopedia.com, people. Make sure that you're going to your favorite website and then they'll pull us on the social media platforms that you can find on there Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and also on TikTok. If you're listening to us on podcasts, we are on iHeartRadio, TuneIn, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, anywhere that you listen to your favorite podcast. We are there. If you're watching us on YouTube, thank you. Thank you. Thank you for thank you. Um, definitely hit that subscribe button. Also hit that um, notification button. So anytime that we're on, you know that we're on. If you're watching us on Facebook, also thank you. Um, join our Carbonite Bounty BS, the Star Wars group, where we talk about everything Star Wars and everything related. You know. Um, and if you want to leave us some feedback, nurse at nursecyclopedia.com. We love getting your feedback and everything related. Uh, not only nerd culture, but, you know, Star Wars related. Boom. Great, great stuff, man. And uh, yeah, guys, I mean, this this is I think this will be probably one of the most jam packed episodes. Um, I want to start here. Not I know. No, I know that we usually give you the prerogative to start the show, but I really feel like we have to address this. Yeah. What the heck do you mean? <laughs> no, There's not enough action. I, 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 have, I have points written. I have some points written down. So what I mean, not enough action. It's the not reaction as far as... needs to start from the big, the end of Mandalorian and start at the end and work your way to to the front because the end was the the point. The end was the most important part. But when I mean not enough action, I'm not talking about the combat and all that stuff. So this is one of the points I've written down, and I really enjoyed this episode. But it seems like the season two, and this will be a where I think I'd like to start the discussion point. This was as supposed as much as we wanted to think about it, you know, Mandalorian show, as we see with Boba Fett, it seems like this season two is really geared towards Bo-Katan. And as we found out in this episode, this is really going to be, I mean, she, she's taking the forefront for this season. So I don't have an issue with it, but I know that it's creeping that as far as the Bo, the Boba, you know, Fett effect, as far as, this is going to be Bo-Katan's, this is Bo-Katan's season. I don't have an issue with it at all. Um, it seems like it's setting up this giant Mandalorian civil war. Um, it's hits once it refers to in, you know, historical times, you know, <coughs> as religious wars, because this is kind of a religious war between mm-hmm. Moff Gideon's faction. This is like that, uh, you know, Scottish uh, religious war of the 1600s, Catholics and Protestants. So, Okay. Kind of two different factions of of Mandalorian, you know, really religion creeds, if you so to speak. Obviously, Moff Gideon is going to fight to be the ruler of Mandalore, and it looks like Bo-Katan has been, you know, hailed as really the leader for, you know, the new the new way, the new uh, you know leader of Mandalore. So very very interested in that. So as far as action, it's not really the episode, but it's really like Din Djarin's really taking a back seat to this, which I don't have a problem with. It's just 
really a discussion point that I've read about, and I can see both sides. I don't mind it. Um, but yeah, that kind of left it open for us to start the discussion point. And then part two of that question for all the panelists as well is, it seems like we have the trump card here, right? We thought that the Darksaber was traditionally the Mandalorian weapon and really the, the key to being Mandalore the Great. But as we see now, we learn from the Forger that obviously it's like, uh, you know, Yu-Gi-Oh cards, whatever. This is the trump card. So it looks like the Mythosaur is the, the really yeah. the key to everything, right? So the Mythosaur is the Darksaber. If you see Correct. one. Yes. If you see one, it seems like the Mythosaur trumps the Darksaber. So with her <laughs> saying that she's seen it, the Forger believing it, obviously Mandalorians don't lie. It looks like that trumps the Darksaber as being her <laughs> being anointed the one to be, quote-unquote, Mandalore the Great, um, if this duel happens in this season. But, you know, as I said, we'll start with you guys, whoever wants to lead off with it. But, yeah, just that's really the big panelist question. How do you feel about this Bo-Katan season saga, how to speak, so to speak, and Really, how do you feel about, you know, the whole quest for it looks like this giant war of Mandalore, what we looks like the next three episodes? So I'll step into this because this is giving me everything I wanted. So I've said like scenes before, I mean, while it's good, you know, we get the Grogu and, you know, um, um, Din Djarin showing everything. I don't. I, I didn't know how far that story was going to go with them hopping on planet to planet, seeing, um, you know, right and wrongs or whatever, just like, you know, old Western and stuff, even though it started out that way, which is fine. Um, second season. Okay. We got, you know, we got, um, we got Grogu where he was supposed to be and everything, but I'm sitting for like, well, how far is this going to go with, with, you know, them and, you know, it's, it's cute, you know, but, um, me personally, I, I'm, I'm a lover of Mandalore ever since like, you know, Clone Wars and Rebels and stuff. Want to see more Mandalore stuff. If it was, a, I, I said before, if this was, if they were to tell more of a story of like where, where, um, what happened to Mandalore, um, everything with the Mandalorians and everything, then you have a show called The Mandalorian. You know, not only is it just about Din Djarin, now it's about Bo-Katan. She is a Mandalorian everything, thus still the Mandalorian show and everything. Um, so we're getting a whole bunch of, you know, backstory with like the religion or creed. Um, it's everything I want, you know, um, I guess I, I and I wouldn't say my, my I would have a beef with them trying to like tag the first order stuff along with this and everything. But I'm interested in that as well. I think what they did with this episode tied back to what they did with episode three. Really good. You know, now we know why, why they did what they did with like episode three and everything. It was a little awkward you know, transition in that episode, but this episode made it all make sense, which I'm fine at. And I'm fine with, um, if, 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 if you have those that are like, okay, where's my show? Where, where's my Den Grogu show and everything? Well, I, I, I'm, I hate to tell you guys, they said it from the beginning, they was going to do something bigger with the Mandalorian, Ahsoka, um, uh, what was supposed to be, um, um, Gina Carana show and everything. Now they've yeah. got a Skellington crew and everything. It's going to be bigger and probably leading up to like something from you know with with you know our, our big bad thron but this is i love an expansive story i love like you know bigness to like the universe which is what star wars is i didn't want to keep it small with din and grogu we got the introduction we know who they are we have the level of cuteness out the way and everything um i, I was i'm not i'm not saying i was happy not to see your grogu this <laughs> and everything you know but I'm 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 all I'm all for it. You know, give me more Mandalore stuff. I'm all for it. I love the episode. I definitely second that. What about you, Hitch? Yeah. So uh, 
I really appreciated this episode a lot. And I love how they sort of pulled the old switcheroo on, you know, Din. And it's interesting to me that the armor has never really seemed to want Din to really have that dark saber <laughs> or, or be the Mandalore. Like this, there definitely has seemed to be some sort of uh, resistance to that. And yeah, he does have the dark saber now, but should he, I mean, obviously if we get into a lightsaber duel, he's going to lose. I mean, th there's no, we saw what Bo-Katan could do with the thing. So I think it's obvious that she is the rightful holder of this thing and all the prophecies are sort of coming together. And look, if she can unite all the disparate clans of the Mandalorians under one flag, then really she is the Mandalorian. I thought it was sort of, they've been doing a lot of cheap stuff with the, with the stupid helmets on this yeah. show the last couple of weeks. What the, what I, I feel like, you know, the armorer walks out with her and they're like, wow, why, why is she allowed to take her helmet off? And she's like, because the actor that plays this character is also the actor that does the voice. And like, <laughs> so, for any of you, a, that is not the case. You are not allowed to remove your helmet. We need a reason for her to show her face. Right. We're well, paying a lot of money for this face. Well, <laughs> you like to see said, it. Said why? Because she walks both paths. She sure. walks both paths. Yeah, right. Yeah. Both paths, both the voice actor and the physical actor. <laughs> no, that's no, no Ashley Eckstein, right? No Ahsoka Tano voiceovers. Right. Yeah. So we don't have to make room for anybody else. But speaking of making room, how about Zeb showing up randomly right. in this episode in all his live action purple glory? I love that cameo. That, that, and I, that was that Le Leon, uh, Leonardo DiCaprio meme and everything. <laughs> <laughs> that's our guy. Good and, up. and, and I love that the plot, like there, it's no way it was anybody else. It's so distinctive. The voice is cracked. And I and I really just like that they dropped that in. They've been giving us a lot of, you know, a lot of Clones Wars candy on the Mandalorian uh this this season, which is really, really awesome. And I've really enjoyed every every second of it. I thought this this uh episode had a lot of action in it. In fact, before the Mandalorians hit Navarro, I was like, I was just like, this is awesome. Yeah. <laughs> I was already really into it. Oh yeah. And I thought that having the stupidest pirate king in the galaxy uh, serve as a foil to uh, to Carl Weathers is my favorite part of this so far. Because, yeah. you know, I, I was also, I just feel so grateful that Carl Weathers decided to do some Star Wars oh, and decided yeah. to do this. Yeah. And, and, I, and, that's, and that's before we really even talk about the contributions he's making on the directing side, right. and on the production side too, which are also very appreciated. So, you know, all, always great to see Grief Karga uh, trying to live the responsible life. <laughs> almost almost like if Lando had been given a chance at actually being successful, right? Like <laughs> Instead of Darth Vader showing up and being like, all of this is mine now. It's now mine, and I'm going to cut off my kid's hand, and I don't want to hear about it. I just don't want to hear about it from you guys. I'm also going to freeze a guy. Is that... Anyway. Uh, so I really, really like this episode a lot. Well, the guy we've all been waiting for. So, I'm just going to start at the end and work my way forward. So, the end of the episode is really the point. The point is that the armorer saw that knows that Bo-Katan is the, 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 the one that's going to bring balance. And, and that's the constant story we have with Star Wars. We have good and evil, and we have someone that comes up and fixes it brings balance to everything, all the fights. Um, and I think that 
Bo-Katan is now going to do that. She's walking out into the universe without her helmet on. Um, because why? Because why does the armorer say that's okay? Because she has seen the mythosaur and she has seen the, the entire story. And she's the chosen one. Like Anakin was supposed to be the chosen one, but Anakin kind of went south. But kind of a little, a bit. little bit. So, <laughs> so this character now, like at first, I didn't, I, you know, I, you know, it was cool, whatever. You know, shoot the night owl, I liked it. It was a new, it was a new character for me as a a fan of the old school Star Wars. New character. I'm, I'm, I'm digging her now. Like I like her strength. I like her poise. She has a very calm, a calm way of taking taking control of things. What did she do? These Mandalorians, these coverts, were living in a cave. What did she do? She brought them out into the open. She gave them directive. She she led them. She was now the boss in a very nice, very cordial way with respect. So there's that. Then let's talk. Let's talk to the whole New Republic, who are just the most obtuse group of folks that I could imagine. Like, hmm. they have no idea. And so here's this rebel pilot, and he's like, you know what? The Empire's coming back, and none of you, none of you are seeing it. And you're all a bunch of dummies. And Tim Meadows, who's a great actor, and I think Tim contacted Filoni at some point and said, yo, dude, you got to get me in this movie because I was in Mean Girls, right? <laughs> and, um, and, you know, they Filoni was like, yeah, you were in a great movie. I love that movie. I grew up watching that movie. And he put him in a place. He was a, 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 a requisition officer, just like the principal he played. But he was also, <laughs> he, he, he had a very important part in this. And I think we're going to see him again, but I like that they put this whole storyline, like now here's this new Republic, which is not doing anything. It's just a new bureaucracy. That's all it is. And grief said it plus other civilian civilians said it. We don't trust this new Republic any more than we trusted the empire, but the empire is coming back. And I think there's going to be, if there's going to be hope, if there's going to be a new hope in the galaxy, it's going to be Bo-Katan Bo being able to bring all the Mandalorians back to this one spot on Navarro and start a peaceful existence of some sort. I mean, I see a big, a big storyline going here. So um, Filoni seen Mean Girls and decided that, okay, he can see um, Tim Meadows as a requisition officer. 100%. Bottom line, right? Ken yeah. for president, bro. Ken for president. Mm -hmm. Ken, I, I love your, I love this conspiracy theory conspiracy. About, about, you know, Mean Girls. But what if you're right, but not quite right, because it's all about the ladies, man, since... That was one of the first. Times, <laughs> that was one of the first times Will Ferrell stood out in a role. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, the minute I see Will Ferrell show up as a uh, pirate soldier, Instradamus. <laughs> then, then, then I'll then I'll go a different way. But then, if we're talking Will Ferrell, we're talking like if you're if you're not first, you're last. If you're so not if you're, first, you're last. Oh. So if you're not. 
if you're not winning, you're losing. <laughs> that's what that's what that uh, snub fighter pilot was thinking. If you're not it, first, you're last. First, exactly. <laughs> out of here. He's like, I'm out of here. How do you just like crash, you know, a, a separatist era cor Corvette on a planet? By the way, that you're you're trying to hold hostage. Why are you close enough where that's possible? I mean, goodness, goodness gracious, take out its engines. Apparently, you know, this is what happens when you let a plant fly. They just want to fly down <laughs> roots everywhere. Right. You, mean, you let the swamp thing, you oh, know. Yeah, swamp thing, yeah. <laughs> I mean, bro, where, it was funny. Where, where were the shields at? I was thinking the whole time, like they're just like no, <laughs> no. He was like the shields are going down. I'm like, bro, the first shot hit the body directly, so the yeah. shields must have not came up at all. We did get some good, some of those uh... imperial technology. The Tie Fighters had no shields because they devoted them, fast. They were they made them fast, and they made the weapons better. So that you have to you have to leave, leave something out. Shields, what? Train your pilots to fly. You don't need shields. So so is that town just not that big? Because he got Greek Carga got the um, townsmen out pretty quickly. Where I was thinking, is this a flashback? How did he get all those people out to the like the the desert part or outside of the town so quickly to um to to escape like the um the pirates? Yeah. Well, know? he sent a mass text. <laughs> yeah to be honest db i think that's one of those i think that's one of those like uh like plot holes we just kind of like in our mind we understand it's a tv because, show yeah right because it's we know there was a ton of we know there was a ton of people there you know when they were showing the scenes and then obviously like you're saying they get to the the canyon and there's like 20 people and i'm like bro this is driving <laughs> like Literally three episodes ago, we saw Navarro thriving, and now you're telling me there's only 20 people to build the city. Uh, it reminded I, me of it reminded me of that speech from the one of the Matrix movies where Morpheus is in that cave with everybody, and it's like you know what I mean. There's like fifth, you know, yeah, it's, it's all zoomed in when he's talking. They're about to destroy. Um, what's it? What's it? The called? machines. Yeah, the machines are coming. Yeah, when they're about to destroy, I forget their whatever it was. Machine. It wasn't Machine City, but I know what you mean. Yeah. But, uh, Sorry, guys. Yeah. I, I uh, the Matrix last weekend. Yeah. My so, bad. I just saw John Wick, but that's another story for another day. Wow. Good for you. Good for you. Um, yeah. but it, it was yeah. a great episode. I mean, you it have was. to say, I mean, this thing, this thing had everything we were missing from the past yes, couple episodes. So right. it brought everything back. And, you know, Team, uh, team Mitch, I do see, or who who said it? Steel City, did you say it? Din Djarin was kind of given a back seat. That's yeah. Team Mitch. Yeah, and it was. He kind of like was not the dude anymore. He wasn't really the character that we. So, so, so I, I guess the question would be: Do you guys mind that? Do you guys? Yeah, mind that was my initial. That was my initial question. Or do yeah. you more, like Dinjarin more at the forefront? No, I, I think I don't mind because yeah. I like Paz Isla. Right. Yeah. I think that I think the way they did this, and like we said, you know, I think they learned from the whole debacle, maybe from. Boba Fett and how they handled that. And I felt this is a different way to introduce. I mean, because really this this whole galaxy, and you don't you say DPL, this is the Mandalorian's galaxy, right? This whole Filoni, this is based on a Mandalorian. And I think this is a way to and, and the name, and you're you're very, very, very smart in the way you put it. It's not the Din Djarin show. It's not, you know, him necessarily. It's the Mandalorian. So it's based on all Mandalorian. So with them announcing the name that way, it leaves it open to having not only Din Djarin be the star, but it leaves it open to them, you know, moving on from Din Djarin to 
a Bo-Katan to uh, somebody I think since we're getting this big war, a Sabine Wren. I mean, th- now this show is screaming for her, right? She yeah. has to somehow come. And then that's our tie-in to the next season, which will be Ahsoka, which will then hopefully maybe be some kind of Ezra Bridger-ish tie-in. Um, so, yeah, I mean, this this is really, I think, that opening point to really, as you said, DP, this is opens the galaxy right here. I felt this episode really opened the universe to now we can go – Bogotan, we can go with Dinjar and we can expand. And this kind of opens and brings even Rebels characters, like we talk about with Zeb and all this. It brings characters now to be able to, you know, really expand this this web. Oh yeah, so, that, that was check off Zeb right there. He's check off Zeb. <laughs> check off Zeb. My kid had the, the the toy Zeb. The it was like a Galactic Heroes. It was a Hasbro like a preschool toy. Yeah. And all I have left is a leg. <laughs> Everything else is gone. And the minute I saw him on the screen, I was like, man, I've never seen him in in the flesh. Yeah. And yeah. and I went and I, I tried to find that leg and I did find it. And I have it now. <laughs> so I, I think he's gonna be he's gonna be there because he sees this whole stupidity. He sees that this new republic is not really the republic they should be following because they don't care and that's i think what i think that's what that requisition that's the requisition scene they don't care yeah all they're doing is writing checks they don't care where it's going they're not looking it's the same thing we saw in kenobi when we were looking at the politics of that world like that was the 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 republic the alliance they really don't care they're just interested in money, their name, benefiting themselves, and who's going to give them credit. And that's why the Empire is still surviving. Well, it, what, what do we say a couple uh, episodes ago? And, and still, so you could probably speak to this as far as histories and um, and history and, you know, um, um, you know, takeovers and everything. You know, Look at him cheesing up over there. I see he's ready. He got to learn it. <laughs> that, hey, this one's for you, kid. Um so you have like the 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 scene, and you know Tim Meadows was like, "Well, we're not the 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 this is not the the um this is not the rebels anymore, you know. Right. This is like the um we're I mean we're not rebelling anymore, you know. So this we have to take over. So they're really in a in a vacuum where um they're trying to figure things out, you know. And the only thing they knew know was what was there before you know mm-hmm. and sort of taking like on variations of that and everything they're not fighting anymore they're not like the the, the um right and they're too late they're laying down and they're just gonna let a new empire rise up because people right. are gonna be frustrated because they don't know what the hell they're doing anyway oh yeah. they were made to fight now they got to take over and you know um 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 what i want to say orchestrate a rule or whatever and they they're not capable of doing that. No no direction. You know you can call yourself the new republic, but you're just same as the old boss or whatever. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So uh, <laughs> to kind of start us off, so I think this is an interesting commentary on current American politics because if I if I were to say, let's say for instance, I was a person that said I don't like either political party, I I think it would be fair. To say that I'm stereotypically, I would say something like because the Republicans want to do stuff like the Empire and the Democrats are feckless and incompetent. 
And so we see here. Okay. Boom, boom. Yeah. Uh -huh. So we see. So we see here how the uh, when the empire is overthrown, the the republic doesn't know what to do. They don't know what to do with themselves except to be some functioning enormous bureaucracy because that's all there ever has been. Mm. You know, the empire didn't invent the galactic bureaucracy. They merely adopted it and removed democracy from it. So I ooh. Oh man, speak all that is left is this banal bureaucracy, which is the like the skeleton of the republic mm -hmm. that the empire was using. Um, they're also obviously gonna lose, and and I think <laughs> I think that makes them a lot like the German of Weimar Republic, which was an attempt to instill like parliamentary democracy in Germany, but because the Treaty of Versailles was so punitive. And the economics never worked out, so there was never prosperity. And without prosperity, you really can't have you stable didn't. governance. It just isn't possible to do. You didn't have any skin in the game. There wasn't anything that you were sacrificing that anyone would think they should follow you. That they exactly. should believe what you say. That's that's what the Nazis would have said about the Weimar Republic, certainly. And and I think I mean, it, it is what they would. It's probably it's what they did say because that's what they were trying to overthrow when they ran for election in 1933. It'll be interesting to see if they manage to bring economics into the fall of the new republic, because that is what ultimately toppled the the German order post World War One, was uh, the economic collapse of 1929 and you know the inflation crisis that caused their currency to essentially become worthless. And, and we got a little bit of that in Andor, right? The, the bank heist right where where do you where do you go where do you attack a system right financially right. you right. go for their money you go for their paycheck that's where you get them excellent point but but also on the flip side of this you can look at this another way in that whole scene right when he talks about the rebellion's dead i don't know if you caught it but you know we talk about you know we obviously know the new republic loses does the New Republic really lose, or does the New Republic simply just adopt the First Order? Because what we know what the New Republic is, is they're really not alphas, right? These guys are, are bureaucrats, and they're not – the bureaucrats they have in power now, all the alphas are gone. So these are people trying to pick the pieces up from a system they think they know. But as we see, it seems like these Imperials and um, – uh, I forget her name, but uh, Gideon's henchmen – she mm -hmm. so easily manipulates the leader of, the, oh, yeah. of this new republic, right? So I'm like, you guys aren't alphas, and it's so easy then for the republic, for the empire to come back and form the new order because she basically sits him down with a couple mm -hmm. words and explains them. And I'm like, you guys are getting manipulated this easy. This yeah. is how the first order rises. So the first order is already kind of in dire straits, and they are recruiting. So it's easy for them to suck up the whole new republic. And as we see with the fighter pilot, you know, He's still part of the rebellion. He understands yeah. that this fight isn't finished. It's so not I, see, I, I definitely see how the rebellion grows mm -hmm. um, and also how the First Order comes into power because this new empire essentially gets sucked up into the First Order. And this pilot essentially is still one part of that, that rebellion that we see grow um, in the prequel trilogy. So I can see it on both ends as far as how it develops. Because he was there when the empire fell the second time in yeah. return of the Jedi. Yep. It, it, and he saw this whole thing. It was parties everywhere and pulling oh. down statues. Yeah. And mm -hmm. it all looked good. It all looked like it was over. It was over. It was a big, you know, but now he's seeing 
especially they keep talking about and I'm I'm a little ignorant on sort of this spatial of, of this. So there's the inner rim and the outer rim, and then there's a neutral zone of the of the universe. Okay. So we're talking about uh, a subdivision on the outer rim. I mean, this is where it's happening, and this is where the new order is starting to get a foothold back. And I don't hate I don't like that new order. Let's just call it the Empire. Let's just say it's it's never stopped. Palpatine is still pulling the strings behind the scenes because mm. we still have cloning. Hemlock has created a technology that, and we'll talk about Bad Batch in, in a little bit here, but Hemlock has created a technology where they're able to keep cloning alive. That's kind of weird, right? And they can clone the best parts of whatever they need and create the best of the best of the best. So that's a Will Smith thing from MI, MIB, right? Mm -hmm. right? The best of the best of the best, because that's what we want. And that's what we're, that's what we're going to clone. And that's what Omega is, is she's the best of the best of the best. Because she has will and she has the desire and she has a drive to her and a loyalty. So if you want, a, you want an army, that's the clone you want to clone at this point. I think um, I think what sort of irritates me now that I'm thinking about like the, the mm -hmm. sequel trilogy and everything and why they felt they had to redo like the um, the, the, the uh, four or five and six somehow or whatever is the fact that the first order is really created just to say, OK, well, we need a new empire. Let's just call it the first order. Now we're going backwards to try to explain wow. all this and everything. Yeah, yeah. And while I'm into the explaining of it, I'm thinking like this is going to a place where I wasn't really I'm like, this is where it's going. I'm into like up, explanation yeah. and everything, but it goes in. It's, it's, it's like you're driving like a, a Ferrari into a pile of shit, you know, <laughs> you know, whatever. That's a great way to describe <laughs> post trilogy. Is your Ferrari or come a on? Flip this up for like Ken. That. Ken, Ken, is this really you saying this? Yeah. Bro, I, I want to make this clear, Ken. Are you a? What's are you agreeing? You know, you know what? You know what reinforced it for me when I went on uh, Shop Disney go. and I'm looking at lightsabers and <laughs> Ray Skywalker lightsaber, but she wasn't a Skywalker. She's a Palpatine, right? She named herself Skywalker at the end, though. Yeah, you you were cool with it, Ken. I think you gave it this a can out of can as well. Come on yeah, now. You did. Come on. Mm. They got to give me another 20% off that lightsaber. Oh, wow. <laughs> <coughs> oh, boy. I, I have that one. That's actually my favorite one. Except they, they messed the color I'll, up. I'll give you 20 bucks for it right now. Mm. They I showed it to you. Remember, they messed the color up. It's gray and it's supposed to be black because it was black in the movie. But, hey, it is what it is, right? Or gunmetal, whatever. It was like black in the movie, but yeah. I'm, I'm see. I'm glad, Ken. We're starting to get this out of you. It's taken a whole like I don't even know how many episodes. Still, city 45, 50 for you oh, to we've start. We've been doing this for a while. I'm talking about the his episode nine and his sequel trilogy. Mm. So it's taken a while for Ken to start lowering that kinetic. This may not be a kinetic Ken. Lowering it a little bit. Whoever right. the whisperer is, we got a question. So what's your question? Yeah, yeah. So well, go ahead and ask your question. We'll keep going. Was. Is that French? Yeah. Yeah, the French. Yeah. <laughs> hey, we're international. 
But, um, yeah, as he's as he's pulling the question up, it's uh, yeah, in the Obi Wan show, does his encounter with Vader have any effect on their dialogue in A New Hope that indicates they haven't met since Mustafa? Hmm. Yes. All right. Well, this is a good question. Yeah. And, yeah. And you know, uh, it's it's interesting that you're talking about something that they're obviously doing to to marry up two parts of a train that aren't quite like the two parts of a bridge that aren't quite together. Like they like they build them from each side of the of the chasm, and one's like six foot taller, and they got to kind of kind of marry them together. Uh, I I uh, I mean, whatever. I, like that that dialogue in New Hope of when we last learned met, you were the learner and I was the master. Right, that's what he says. Yeah. Now I'm the yeah. master. Only a master of evil. Right. Only a master no. of evil, Darth. But what does it take to control, and what does it take to master a power? You have to have both sides, and that's a video game thing, because you can't just jump in and say you're one side. There's, mm. there's equal. You have to take a little bit from here, a little bit from here, to be a master. I also think that if you know, if I ran into like uh, if I ran into DP at Target, right, one time and one time I like, you know, got my arms and legs cut off. <laughs> I would Later on, if I referenced that time I saw you at Target, that's the I would, it would probably be obvious that I meant that time. Right. Yeah. The time when all my arms and legs got cut off and I screamed that I hated him. Pretty Remember that time at the Target? I wouldn't have to be more specific than that. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, it would be pretty rough, but you have to understand, you'd have to go back to your training and you have to regain control of what you were thinking, your emotions. Your emotions always have to be in control. Right. But no, Whisper really makes a good point on that. And it seems like in my, in, in, in Whisper's thought, and I don't want to speak for, for this person, but the way my take on it is it's almost Filoni taking what he feels Star Wars. And I don't want to like open this discussion, so to speak, too far, but it really makes you wonder, as Whisper even said, is this Filoni's view on what the original sequels would be as far as mm-hmm. him changing some dialogue? Because when we speak about what DP just said about how we're retconning the sequel trilogy, this would in turn make this the prequels, right? The, this makes Mandalorian that one, two, and three, which would be six, seven, right? With seven, yeah. eight, nine. So this, this is like would six be and the, a half. Correct. So this is that prequel. So I understand what you're saying, DP, and, and what Whisper says, because it kind of does make this a prequel. And as you said, do you really want that? I'm cool with them sprinkling this stuff in a little bit to try to clean it up. But I, as we said, I don't feel like they can quite, they need to clean it up. Hmm. I, they can I, do the world, the, the world between worlds, and we can just. Go in another timeline, and this is all forgotten, and we're, we're going we're another direction. We're still making happen. We're still making happen. Right. Yeah. I, I think. I think they. I think the whole scene between Obi Wan and Vader in in that series was very real, and what what I would expect of two comrades, two comrades that maybe were in a war and saw different sides at one point. So. Whisper has a very good point. Like, is that what they meant to do? Did they mean to energize that and, you know, maybe make them pull apart a little bit more, show a little bit more more of that anger? Because, I mean, face it, we didn't really know there were, they had 
that much anger until we saw attack um revenge of the sith i mean that's where we really saw the explosion between obi-wan and vader in a new hope it was kind of ah eh, i'm old it was you're a younger in the 70s <laughs> with, a, with a crappy budget and then i think remember when we watched it when we watched them in chronological order and we got yeah. to that and it was like oh man you can really tell this is the first one <laughs> right, right because they weren't really they weren't really pissed at each other there was really no tension but kenobi and then we remember from revenge of the sith we i mean they were whew, i mean they were the, the the worst of enemies at that point so very interesting take on the whole thing and a good a good call out if you ask me because yeah. i mean what were they what were they trying to really do this is an interesting question. We feel the dilemma is when did Anakin stop being the learner? Was it in episode three or the Obi-Wan series? And I think the answer is um, right. Uh, never. Anakin never is, never is actually in like I'm the superior learning. of Obi-Wan. And, and I think yeah, that yeah. Obi-Wan demonstrates that in episode four, when he says you can't beat me because I, I am, I am going to become more powerful than you can possibly imagine. Right. Um, Anakin thinks he's the master. Anakin always thinks he's the master. Anakin thought he was the master when he was a Padawan in episode two. Anakin thought he was a master when he was literally told you're not a master in episode three. <laughs> Anakin thought he was the master when Obi-Wan had the high ground. And, and he was so clear about letting Anakin know, I have the high ground. You can't jump either left or right. And if you try to jump over me, I will cut your legs and arms off. And so, and again, if I were... I like the Clone Wars too, so don't forget that. Yeah. He thinks he's in charge of everything. And don't forget, again, DP, if you cut off my arms and legs... That's in a hard. game of chess, right? If we were playing a game of chess and at the end of it, I had no arms and legs like the Black Knight from Monty Python or something like that. Mm -hmm. And then later, we played a subsequent game of chess and it was a draw, right? And then 20 <laughs> years later, we played a game of chess and I said, it won't be like that that one time. You would know it's the time when you cut off my arms and legs. I would not have to explain I that mean, any further. Yeah, I mean, I would feel it in my bones probably, you know. Well, I feel it in my missing <laughs> phantom bones. Definitely. Definitely. <laughs> But what took Vader down? I see. I, I think, I think Darth Vader was the, the most powerful character in in this entire storyline, because mm, he, he was he I, I was don't. dad. He was dad. He was the there, there, so I think the it, only thing that could take him down was his son. I don't think it was his son. I think that the whole dilemma and and the point is is when did. Anakin saw being the learner, he never did, right? Mm -hmm. Because the problem with this whole story is, and you've, you've alluded to it, right? Anakin never died. And that's no. the biggest point of Star Wars. Palpatine tried to kill Anakin, and that's the fight in Obi-Wan. Anakin died, right? I'm Vader now. And Anakin was never an alpha. Anakin was never a leader, ever. He wanted to be a leader. He wanted to be a general for, in the Clone Wars. Anakin has never been a leader. He's always been. He's never been an alpha. He's always, an alpha. he's always been held back. And Definitely. what does that do to you? And when you're not an alpha, I mean, it's you try to be something you're not. And I think that's what he was throughout the, the this trilogy, his, his arc. He fought Vader. And at the end, as you said, Anakin reigned supreme. So Anakin always learned. And he fought. It's kind of like those, those X-Men episodes, those cartoons, where they're mind-controlled. And they're like... Fight your, you know, fight it, fight it out of you. Or when the Phoenix 
takes over Jean Grey. It's that duality in the, in the mind and the body, right? And he's the you know, Vader fighting Anakin. And at the end, the thing that saves Anakin and brings him back is the memory of his son, the thought of his son, his son okay. dying, his son being killed, right? Is that switch that flips that kills Vader ultimately? So I don't think he ever um, possibly stopped being the learner, but um, you don't the, think he ever was a Sith Lord? No, not fully. I think Palpatine tried to drag it out of him, but I don't think it ever. That, never, that was a, that was a, that was the conflict. I think. Well, remember after conflicted. after Palpatine somehow returns, we find out, <laughs> out that Palpatine. I mean, they're they're sort of telegraphing oh, a little hard. I mean, for 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 putting that in the crawl, right? Palpatine somehow returns. They're really telegraphing that he's going to return and how here a Mandalorian pretty heavy duty when they're right. showing you. Okay, so here's the clone guy. Okay, so we're gonna now we're gonna send this other clone thing going on. So I think that they're really, really showing their hand a lot. One thing I will say is that if there's a if there's a, a difference in the bridges, to use my old metaphor of like this much between you know the prequel trilogy and and uh, the original trilogy, between the original trilogy and the sequel trilogy, it's very different. <laughs> there's a lot more distance to cover, and the right. problems are sort of causality related. Because look, as much as Episode Eight was it could have been its own thing. And I think I really might, you know, we've talked to my problems were more with episode nine didn't follow up on episode eight. And I thought that's what they should have done. Right. Uh, I, I just think that having Luke Skywalker just disappear with the whole action of that is not, mm. is oh, not okay. something that not makes sense we, in the main timeline. We yeah. We can't go there. No, we you're right. There, um, we're sorry. Whisper, we can't, we can't be bogged down with sequel trilogy. hate. it's just <laughs> it's inside of us. Right. Uh, it is. It's bad. Uh, is it possible that neither the end of episode three nor the encounter with the Obi-Wan show match up perfectly with their dialogue with the group? It can be. I mean, it's, it's just one of those things, and, and DP being a writer alluded to it in storytelling. You know, it's it's one of those things. It, it, it kind of makes the show what it is, right, with us. It, it sets up debate, right? So, I mean, is it loose? There are plot holes all the time. There's going to be things that leave up debate. But, no, I, I believe that. Um I mean, I, I don't think they match up. We even you know, argued about this. <clears throat> we even had a nerd court about does the creator have the right to change? <sighs> they have they have the right to change what they already created. Do they have the right to do that? And yes, no. <laughs> okay, the so, answer was okay. yes. I believe. So, I believe if I remember, if I recall the verdict. Yeah, I lost. The, I lost the the, so, the wonderful. Uh, attorney who won that case uh, was was granted a, quite a boon, and I believe that we determined that yes, the creators are permitted to change their creations at will. But but they have to back it up. They have to back it up with enough evidence that we agree not not agree, but we can accept <laughs> the change. Because well, I'll, okay. I'll be frank, I'll be frank. There's some things that Lucas did in the in the special edition and in the that I'm like, why, why, why? Ken, I'm I'm really starting to sense the darkness. <laughs> I am really starting to. I'm serious. Like, this isn't the same darkness. Ken. We we have to go back and start you. clipping this. Well, I, because... So so here's the thing with creation and you know creators and like their stuff. While we would love to change everything that we you know um, see the flaws in what we did and how it doesn't sync up and everything. Fans, when once we once you put your baby out in the world, you know you really no longer have control over it, you know. And it's called canon. 
once you start messing with that, you start messing with the credibility of whatever you put out there. You know, you, you start backing up and then, um, you know, making changes stuff. Um, fans are going to come to, you know, call you out on that. Okay. Well, I thought this was, you, 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 I don't know. I don't want to, I don't want to support you because I don't know what you're going to write. I don't know what you're going to come up with, you know? So you got to stick with something. Um, and once you put it out there, just commit to it. You know, JK, I call this JK Rowling syndrome. <laughs> for those who, for those who uh, watch, they'll know. I, I can't for even those get who watch, in, they will know. So this I is can't JK even get into any Harry Potter stuff because that, like I said, this is JK Rowling syndrome. We gotta, so we guys, we gotta pick our battles a little bit on the show. We can't, <laughs> we gotta leave Warner. We, can't we gotta leave that with Warner Harry Potter. Right. This is a, <laughs> that's a whole different streaming service. That's a whole different like parent company. Right. They got you know. Yeah. Oh, they're coming back. Is it possible, Vader? I think there's actually some line in, in one of the Vader comics where he's just like, where he's like, you know, you're supposed to bring balance to the force. And he's like, oh, there's two of us. There's two, <laughs> two and two. Well, think about it, right? It, it does make it, it does kind of make sense because, right, the Sith are a rule of two. And what he does is create the Jedi, make the Jedi now a rule of two. Because yeah, since, I, since he killed I them like, all. I like this because right. maybe Vader, maybe the, maybe that thing is the balance maybe maybe the empire was right i don't think no. you can obtain balance through child murder i, I just feel I like think you can because if that child was going to grow up and do something worse than you're doing oh here we go uh, baby hitler baby hitler all over again yeah, yeah. baby sheev palpatine on naboo in his little you have to know that was going to happen in advance you know ken and here's the thing and, and, that's and here's the thing in star wars there's no such thing as causality all over the place in star wars you can't just kill the baby because you never know if you're if they could be in that in the room between worlds the world between worlds and all of a sudden that baby that you murdered wasn't going to end up as sheev palpatine the baby that you murdered was going to end up as you know, Chief Palpatine, the ballerina, or something like that. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> or, or you find out that he, yeah, he has a son, or the perfect clone has a magical twin sister. All of a sudden, you know, it's oh, we got another clone here. You know, it's 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 funny how we do this, but uh, clones are is there, is there uh, a relation relationship between Bo-Katan and the armor? There is, there is, there's a there huge, is. a what huge relationship. Um. Well, I, I, I swore that the armor was going to show her face when she yep. was coming up too. Yep. I, I because she was going to take. Yeah, no, yeah. it didn't happen. I was ready to see Emily swallow. I was like, okay, yeah, this is. I'm here for this. You know, no, the but, helmet would come off and it would be uh, Adam Sandler. <laughs> <laughs> Can I take nah. off my helmet? No, for you are not play the voice actor that portrays your voice is not the actor that portrays your character. Therefore, you must keep your helmet on to save money. <laughs> and listen okay. there was a lot of action in this episode we had to crash that ship with the chia pet captain and that was and not that cheap. cost a lot that cost a, a lot, lot of money you cannot take your helmet off you must leave your helmet on if it costs money to take it off we are really I, 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 a frugal I, I, group I so I applaud the fact that this felt like a movie. This was like straight off like the you know was, yeah. the big screen and everything. I mean, it was a short movie, but it felt like a story. It could have been like a Star Wars movie on screen, you know, all the way up and you know to like the ending, you know, ending fight. And it had a ton of action, it you know, a ton of suspense and everything, you know, right up until like the the whole um um 
uh Teva finding like you know uh Moff Gideon being like you know not not taken in that in that um spaceship and everything. Which um, they already alluded to. They already knew the guy escaped. Yeah, like, they, pretty pretty oh, much you know they had yeah, he, to show us. he was broken you know? out. So who broke him out? Because he wouldn't be a good asset for the empire, the new empire, would he? Who would break him out and has blue skin and red eyes? <laughs> That's mm. what I was. Waiting. That's what I was waiting. Mm. But we I, already I don't see him going over back to the empire. I see him being something else. He wears Mandalorian we armor. I mean, mm. we already know this is this is going this is the battle for Mandalore. That's like this. Is, I think that's the big ending. It's going to be the battle for Mandalore. Yeah, because they talk about moving to um, Navarro, but I think this they're going to rebuild the actual planet of Mandalore in that system, and they're going to start. You know, as we showed in um, what was that? Oh yeah, that show Bad Batch. We had a whole episode of rebuilding a planet. So let's just do it in, in live action on the Mandalorian. Have a bunch of Mandalorians rebuild a city. Make it easy, yeah. right? Well, look, I mean, you know, the foundation of the United States teaches us that if it, you get some empty space and you work real hard, you can completely terraform <laughs> it over the course of a generation and denude it of all forestry. That's that's called the American dream. It is. Going out in the woods, cutting me out a plot of land, planting some apple trees. Cut uh, me out a plot. I like that. Cut me out a plot. Yeah, you got to yeah. cut all the trees down and burn them. That's how man, man, don't just, man don't just assume grief had enough for everyone, you know. Right. He, he just he pretty much felt that, you know. So what, what do we we got two more comments here as well? Oh, uh, what, what's what, 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 trying to put us on a, like a tangent and everything? So Yoda said the prophecy might have been misread. So rather than say slaying Sidious being the balance, the slaying of the Jedi was the balancing. Then Luke unbalanced it in six once again. Again, I, I I'm just. I, I reject the notion that you can balance things out through the commission of infanticide. I just don't think that you end up in balance. You end up as a balance when you do that. So right. I would say no to that. No. And during the battle over Coruscant, what was Grievous's perceived goal? What did he and Dooku really know about Sidious's plan? I don't think Grievous. I think Dooku's the one that made him do that. Yeah, more right. than Grievous picking that, right? And yeah. Dooku knew nothing because we saw where that ended. Right, Dooku didn't find out until um, the after end. after Attack of the Clones, um, and that was really yeah, Revenge of the Sith when he kind of really got in, find found out because uh, he was a, he was kind of aware. I mean, obviously that was his master, right? But he didn't know to the extent of what Palpatine was really building. And by then it was too late. You know? mm -hmm. was and too Grievous late was just a pawn. Oh, he of was course. just a soldier. Well, he, he was old, right? And that was the whole thing. But Palpatine knew it, so it was kind of like them playing each other. Yeah, and Grievous he might was, have, yeah, he might have come back yeah. and may, maybe a yeah. spider droid. Do, Dooku, some yeah. Grievous was something that was going to be a casualty, and Dooku was a giant casualty, right? Because Dooku was, was being mm. replaced. So they were both pawns to, to Sidious. Um, because Palpatine was never going to trade into Dooku's old body. No, I mean, he was like forty right. years older than him. Yeah. You're never going. Oh yeah, you're going to be the inheritor of my legacy, old man. Right. Sure. Right. Pal Palpatine. Like like yeah. yeah. But kind of transitioning over. Um, let's get into Bad Batch a little bit because uh, you know it was a two-parter. <laughs> We're done with it. You know, um, and and this would be funny off air. I said some hot takes. 
that we're really just being wind up talking about the show. Very so, rude. I was Very. winding up. Yeah, I admit I was winding you up. But, but my general overall consensus still is I really, really, really think that they sort of lost lost the way, so to speak. We talk about the way. I think that this season lost the way. There were a few episodes, not more than a few. There were some episodes that stayed on course. But for the most part, I mean, I'll be fair. Five out of 16 episodes. I felt were something like, oh yeah, this is good. This is great. There's something to build on. Five out of 16 is not enough. I just thought as we talked about too many side missions, too many small side quests, it, it was a little bit of a dumpster fire. And I, and I feel that the ending was great. It sets up another season, but I said this when we got into 14, it's too little too late. The it, ending should have been um like two second or third episode in and everything. So right. if you're gonna you know do this storyline, let's just get on with it. You know, stop right. with the play. We 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 know our heroes from like the first season. You get 16 episodes. That's that's a lot of half hours and everything. You know, yeah. so why waste the time? Let's just get to the meat and potato stuff. <clears throat> we got like great crosshair. All the crosshair episodes were great, phenomenal. You know. Once we get back to like our heroes and them trying to find out how they want to live, how they want to, you know, what they want to do, um, you know, Omega crying every, you know, two seconds about, I got to go back and find my friends. I got to go. We got to go back. We got to go back. I mean, come on now. You know, how much of that are we actually going to take for like, you know, a whole season and everything, you know? Um, so this actually gives her a little something because the the the, the voice actress for the, the her sister now that we've seen, you know, it was just like right on point. Same way with the senator or whatever. I mean, maybe they're all related. You know, they all, all had the same like voice actress and stuff. So um, I don't know. Um, I, I like the last two, but I would have liked to see a little bit more meat in like right. a season finale and everything. But if this is the trajectory they're going to go, finally, Keep it this way, yeah. next season, we're, we got somewhere we're going to go. I can see a third season being really great. Mm. Uh, I don't know if I'm ready to write a check for the third season. Being a Disney sub subscriber, Disney Plus shareholder, I'll say as much as I spend, uh, I'm I mean, not ready to write so, a so check. You got the, so so they're they're um so they got um they got Omega in in you know um they got Omega kidnapped or whatever about to do something with her. Um, so we're actually about to see our heroes get into some real stuff, you know. Plus, Crosshair is there, you know. So we're about to get like the the quote unquote, as Ken will say, the band back together. I mean, it's about to be some fireworks. Yeah. I mean, so you, my question is, do you trust the whole season? Of I trust what you want to see. I trust. I I, 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 I trust, trust they develop things the way they needed to do it. I I, I trust Filoni. You know, he, he yep. hey he traditionally takes long to get going with his seasons. But he, he's very long winded. Right, it helped me. Had a lot to say. And so you, you, what? you as a creator, Tech should have died in a crash during that episode where he won that race, oh. and that would have saved us all a lot of time here. I mean, I, I, I get it. Like you know, Clone Force ninety nine. I, I, I've, you know, they had all. It was like twist after twist after twist, but not really twist. Like Sid turned him in. Yep. Well, everyone like everyone kind of saw that coming, right? Right, yeah. Uh so to me, I just think that if you're gonna make a show like this, you shouldn't shouldn't have had 16 episodes. You should have taken out the six filler episodes that we all know or in this season, just done 10 episodes. Yeah, it would have been fine, it would have been good. Yeah, maybe you could have put one more crosshair episode in of him just being like, you know, 
you know, a real jerk <laughs> to all the other non-clone troopers. To see him being mean, I would have thought that would admit that that was my favorite crosshair was when they went on that uh, that mission with the stormtroopers and he just started shooting them and being like, "You're gonna do what I say." Uh, man, that was great. So I would sign up for another season, but if they plan on making it 16 episodes, I mean, we better get a lot further than yeah. than this in 16 episodes. Yeah. See, I I like the way they tied this in at the end. Yes, there was there was some filler. There were some episodes that went sideways. You know, they kind of they kind of went out of the storyline. We we're we're talking about the Bad Batch. We're talking about a, a group of clones that went rogue. They weren't part of the program anymore. They were off program. And they did their own thing. And they needed to make money and they needed to protect themselves. And that's what they did. These last two episodes brought everything back i i have to watch uh rogue one now because who, who's this who's this commander krennic and what's this like phantom stardust right uh, it's funny remember i told you guys about krennic a long time ago about him tying together and him this was a this great in. episode and tarkin at the table yeah that one liver spot right here right yeah it's just, but once again, Ken, it's just too, it's, it's too much too, it's too late. I mean, I told you guys about the whole Omega being the key, like what, eight streams ago. We should have did this a long time ago. We should have had this. At the beginning of the season. Yeah. Well, like, you know we, I mean? we say that about Jar Jar Binks, but we don't throw Phantom Menace, Menace out the window, do we? Whoa. Uh, we, we got a lot of us do throw it. A lot of yeah. us used to throw it all the way out the window and now. Uh, we've I've I've definitely said that I would throw the, the whole Jar Jar Binks out. Uh, I've actually and I have actually said that I would definitely have preferred to see, you know, less of the action from episode one and roll right into episode two with a movie that was about the cl the actual Clone Wars instead of having to wait 15 stupid years so that I lost all my hair. Don't you need to see the, the Republic, the Republic as it was and why? And why the empire was able to build up from it? I because feel like it was. A, it was. A, they, tell, talk about a dumpster fire. The Republic. We discussed this before fire. on this show, so I don't want to go into too much detail. But I have. I have felt that you could recap a lot of the action of Episode One in that elevator ride uh, that they have at the beginning of Episode Two on the way up to Padme's, and I think that that would have been a much snappier intro. You could also have shown as like a uh, a real intro because you know that's episode one. So it could have a prologue. You could have shown duel of the fates and that whole conversation between Obi-Wan and Qui-Gon that would have explained everything as well. So I think there are plenty of functional mechanisms to consolidate the story that opens the clone wars into one movie and then have, um, and then have the rest yeah. be kind of the clone wars, which we saw, which I, I mean, look, the, the scenes from last week that had those clone troopers in them were frigging great. They were awesome. Right. Yeah. Is it true that Jar it's Jar Jar's fault that Order 66 was initiated? Yes, it is, in fact, Jar Jar's fault. And and that's what we have to commend him for, because without him, <laughs> not have 4, 5, and 6, and we wouldn't have Andor, and we wouldn't have Rogue One, and we wouldn't be here sitting talking about new Star Wars stories yeah. if it weren't for Jar Jar. That's <laughs> 
There's, I mean, we can do four, five, and six. We can do other Jedi. I mean, I, like I said, we've had our reviews. I don't want to go. I mean, hopefully, Whisper, if you are a subscriber of us, we appreciate. Um, go back and watch some of our reviews. I'm pretty scathing. I like to call myself the eternal realist. Um, I'm not going to sugarcoat shit, right? Ken is the uh, eternal optimist. I'm like the end of the yang with Ken. I th- it, it's funny because if you go back and watch the shows, I think it was always me versus DP especially in the Marvel world. And it seems that now Ken is no longer a resident neutral but a Star Wars super fan that it seems that Ken is now my main protagonist. Uh, so it's funny. As the show evolves, it's me versus, you know, it's me versus Ken now. But, uh, yeah, I don't know, Ken. You know, it was a, it was a cool show. I mean, and meanwhile, D.P. Brown just manipulates everybody and wins. Right. That's Look all he him. does. Yes, he right. has his hand. Steepling his fingers. And watching us fight amongst ourselves. I'm not ready to write a check for season three. Not based on what I've seen. As it comes, cool, but, you know, I just... How important is this story they're telling, even? Like, you know what I mean? Like, we thought they were going to tell us about what happened to the clones, but they're telling us what happened to this clone. Right. And so there's stuff that's on the table, but at the same time, as we move forward, in, and we move further and further away from, like, the day of, like, the day of Star Wars being that order 66 day, right. And the focus moves further and further into the future. I'm going to give less and less craps about, you know, what's going on with these clones at, at this point, right. Especially these clones that are just, you know, on a collision course with their own demise in the next 10 years before the action that we're watching picks up. So to, to me, they better be telling me something worthwhile if I'm coming back. It's you know what saves this story based on him taking parts of clones and creating the the, the ultimate clone. The only part that saves the show is him creating Star Killer. If there's a way that he creates Star Killer, Star Dust, to, to some extent, that's the only way I think it saves it because we right. know now that this guy's doing so much. Um, yeah, it's just and one they of those the things. whole Death Star thing going over their hollow board, like the table. I mean, it, it was a great episode. Right. I, I give it a 10 out of 10. A 10 I, wouldn't out of 10. Expect, I wouldn't expect anything less from you. 10 out of 10. I would not expect anything I loved less. it. And yeah. you know what brought me back? Because, yes, I agree with you guys. Bad Batch was a little soft for a couple of episodes. But when they brought, when I saw those crates with that Stormtrooper armor in it, I was, so, I was sold. Like, right. sign me up. Oh, that yeah, was that great was like because then the clones were like, "Why don't we get that?" Yeah, right. That was a that was yeah. the best episode of the season, I think. Yeah, yeah, and that and that brought me back, and that was only two episodes ago, right? Yeah. Right. Because late in the season, Ken. Late in the season. Late in the game, you know. But I can but watch not. Star Wars all day, all night. I don't care. Well, True Star Wars fan, there, buddy. That's the dream, right? Isn't the dream yeah. to have a job where you can watch Star Wars all day? All day, all day, all night. Nobody could stop you, even if they actually wanted to, but they and, really yeah. don't. And they don't. Yeah, they can't. Yeah, and it's funny. I say DP's on, you know, uh, Favreau's Marvel payroll. Um, soon to be laid off. It looks like. Yeah, right. They're like DP's about to be laid off of Marvel, so we'll see if his opinion changes. Now it seems like that Ken is on Kathleen Kennedy's payroll. I mean, this guy you is know, the eternal, the eternal. You know, she was, you know, she was involved with Gremlins. Uh, 
<laughs> All right, that's it. And that's it. That's it. He said gremlins were done. Right. Come on now. You don't want to be on here after midnight. This this woman has been involved in some of the biggest franchise successful. So you're backing you're you're gremlins too. You're backing up Kathleen Kennedy right now. Yes. Really. Okay. Yeah. yeah. All right. This is done. I cannot believe what I'm hearing. You're backing Kathleen Kennedy, who's running the dreadnought into Mandalore. Full speed. Literally. Head first. She, no. she was there with E.T. Oh Gremlins. Captain, we've got to leave. No, we're not going to leave. In Raiders right. of the Lost Ark. I mean, oh, she was on. involved with some of the things in my life, my growing check, up. Check with me after Indy 5, all right? We're going to find out what our final project's like. Oh, I can't wait for that one, dude. We got to... No, 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 no. Indiana yeah. Jones can never fail. Dun, 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 dun. All right. Harrison Ford All said right. he didn't die, though, because if Harrison Ford dies, Indiana Jones dies. And yeah, like I said, we'll see. We'll see. Not going to leak that for you, but we'll see, Ken. But yeah, guys, it's fun. I told you we were going to have a, a, a super show. Hey, this this, this you has did. been fun. You, know? you did. This has been fun. Um, Actually, and, the best franchise in movie history is Halloween. So. You guys oh want to like actually what the best franchise in movie oh history ever, 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 ever. This guy right here, Michael Myers. Michael Myers is Star the most Wars. believable okay. character. That's ever. it. I'm I'm exercising the priority. Cut off his mic. Pretty soon he's going to tell me that Scream Seven was the best movie out of the series. Scream Seven, like, come on, bro. All right. Thank you, Whisper, for you Thank know, you, Whisper. We appreciate you so much. Thank you. Yeah. We love we love the interaction. We do. We love everybody. We love everybody. Make sure that you get all your friends to follow. Do all that. Please do. Please. All do. right, you can you can say yeah. goodbye, Ken. Uh, goodbye, Ken. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, guys. Uh, yeah, an action-packed show, and and thanks for everybody tuning in. As DP said, make sure you're following us. Um, Whisper, you and your friends, please check out that Facebook group, Carbonite Bound of BS, the Star Wars group. Interact over there with us, please. We like your your energy you bring to the show. We like your your commentary. So bring it to the Facebook group. Uh, ask us questions. Email us at nerdsnerdsnerdsnerdsnerdsnerdsnerdsnerdsnerdsnerdsnerdsnerdsnerdsnerdsnerdsnerdsnerdsnerdsnerdsnerdsnerdsnerdsnerdsnerdsnerds